Just want to welcome any visitors here who are joining us here at St. Michael's here on Easter. My name is Father John, just behalf on the entire St. Michael's Parish and Father Dan, our pastor, Father Max and all the deacons and staff. Uh, just welcome, welcome to St. Mike's. Uh, please make yourself at home and always feel welcome here. I was listening to a podcast with Joe Rogan and Elon Musk uh, recently. And for those who are not familiar with Elon Musk, he's, he's kind of the, uh, He's, he's kind of the paradigm, or he's like an icon of human achievement and human progress and human victory. And so he, he's a really fascinating and talented, really an incredible human being in many ways. And he owns four companies, and he kind of he runs four companies. And one of his companies is, is called SpaceX. And so they're kind of continuing our, a lot of what we're doing in outer space. It's a private corporation. And they work with NASA. And he also owns and the majority share of Tesla. And so he's working on the electric cars and the progress there. He, work, he has another company, which is called Neuralink, and that works on the interface between computers and the brain, and may be able to help us in certain ways. Hopefully it doesn't get too dangerous on that side, but hopefully uh, a lot of things with people who are paralyzed and, and, and ways that the brain can help with the body in ways that we're not able to do right now. And finally, he also has a company that works, it's called The Boring Company, and they bore holes and tunnels in the ground. And he started that company because he was sick of LA traffic for years and years. And it's, it's meant to kind of help with traffic and different issues just by going underground. So this guy is very, very interesting. And as I was listening to him being interviewed, on this podcast, he talked about how there's a very, he talked about a lot of these things, but he talked about how there's a very good chance that we'll be colonizing Mars, at least this is one of his goals, within 50 years. And it just got me thinking, and he was talking about colonizing the galaxy, the Milky Way, and human beings moving from kind of planet to planet and just making sure that we're hedging our bets so that our race does not extinct, get, become extinct. And I was just kind of thinking about all this and, uh, and, and enjoying hearing what he has to say and all these kind of technological improvements that he's working on. But as I was thinking about it, there was kind of just this voice in, in the back of my mind, as interested and uh, kind of enthralled as I was to, to hear all these ideas and the things that he's working on and all these companies are working on, it was just kind of like, I don't really care that much. And, and, and 
and I and maybe this is selfish. This might just be a selfish movement within me, but it's just I, I don't really care that much. By the time many of these things are going to happen, I'll be long gone. Or at least I'll be in a state where I'm, I'm not really capable of taking part in any of these things with my family and friends and myself. And, and I'll, I'll be dead, almost, almost definitely, when a lot of the things that he's talking about actually come to fruition. He will too. And there's something of, I can't put my hope in this. I can't kind of rest my soul in the excitement of these progressive human endeavors, as interesting and awesome as they are. The oldest person in the world right now is 117 years old. That means that nobody on the earth, the whole planet earth right now, no human being, period, that's here right now, was here before the year 1900, roughly. Everybody else has died. Every single human being has died up until that point. And this is kind of an issue for us human beings. As, as good as we get technologically and as much progress as we make, we still always have it looming over us. It's always in the back of our minds. We're all going to die. This becomes more real, 2020, certainly. It becomes more real when we lose someone who's close to us and we feel the devastation of our mortality. But what we celebrate today, what we celebrate today is something we can place our hope in. We celebrate the ultimate event in human history. The ultimate victory of the human race happened on this day that we celebrate right now. Where God in his incredible generosity and love for us human beings became one of us in the person of Jesus went to the very limits which we celebrated on Good Friday he went as far as he possibly could physically, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually. He went to every last inch that he could, laid it all out for us, and then conquered 
the thing that we were the most afraid of, that we are the most afraid of. And now we don't have to be afraid of dying. And the day of the resurrection, the day that we celebrate today, is a day of triumph for humanity because every time we look in the mirror and we see that extra piece of hair for myself kind of fall to the ground or maybe that extra wrinkle and it's just kind of in the back of our minds like I'm, I'm getting old we don't have to be afraid because Jesus has made it possible so that those who are friends with them will get their bodies back, just like he got his body back. And the historical event of the resurrection is very difficult to get away from. As Lee Strobel wrote that famous book maybe 20 years ago now, or 30 years ago, case for Christ as he started to investigate the historicity of the resurrection. And he found it more and more, the closer he looked, the more and more difficult he found to disprove it. People have been trying to disprove it for a long time. Come up, come up with all sorts of kind of poor arguments to get around this fact. My buddy asked, this really struck me, my buddy asked his dad, excuse me, his dad asked him when they were little kids, he said, if you had the opportunity to sit with any two historical figures or any four historical figures and have dinner with them, he asked his, his two sons this, who would it be? And my, my buddy and, and his friend, they answered whatever they answered. And then their dad answered his answer. And he said, I'd like to have dinner with my mom and dad and my grandma and grandpa, who had been dead for a number of years. And so of all the people in history who this guy, my friend's dad, wanted to spend just one meal with was his parents, who had been gone for years, and his grandparents, who had been gone for years. That was his deepest desire. In many ways, this is all of our deepest desire. And it's the desire that came true on this day. We all want to be with God, with the Creator. We all want to be with those who we love, those relationships that make our lives worth living. We want to be with those people forever. It wouldn't be fun if we lived forever without those people would not be joyful because our relationships are the most important things. Jesus made, those, made that possible on this day. And he's the one who we can rest in, 
He's the one who we find our hope in. He's the one who we stand behind. That's the commander to get behind. That's who you want to fight your battle with, is the guy who conquered even death. Jesus, thank you for the gifts of this day, the gift where the fulfillment of all of our, our joy comes and we get to participate in it. Help us to build our lives on this hope. Help us to make our stand with you. To build everything on you. Help us to not be people of despair, people of joylessness. Help us to find our joy in communion with you and in the hope that awaits us when you will raise our bones and our ashes from the ground and restore our bodies when we will be glorified with you and with those who love you forever. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let's just take a few minutes in silent prayer, just listening to and speaking with the Lord in our hearts.